0: Good morning and welcome to the Girl You Need podcast. My name is Emma-Jane and this is where we talk about everything, self-esteem, confidence, inner happiness and everything that's going to help you to get to a positive place in life. Um, So today's episode is Katie Jeffcoat who is a best-selling author. She's a podcast, a speaker, and she focuses on happiness. And today's episode is all about happiness um, and the science behind happiness. We talk about the environment that you're in and how that impacts your happiness. We talk about the statistics around happiness. It's such a good episode. Katie has an unbelievable amount of knowledge and she's so easy to listen to. You're going to learn so much from her and you're going to get some really good practical tips that you can actually take forward and implement in your life quickly um, and that you'll be able to see a difference with as well around happiness. So, i'm really looking forward to sharing this episode it's also on youtube as well i've done it as a vodcast so that's fun that's a new thing started doing videos with guests so you can actually see the gorgeous katie jack coat on youtube at the girl you need underscore so go check that out if you prefer to watch a video um and other than that i will get into the episode i'm just going to put a little clip on from the sponsor and then let's get into the episode Take care. Bye. So for full transparency, this is a paid advertisement, but I am really, really excited to be collaborating with BetterHelp, who are an online therapy company with over 26,000 therapists online BetterHelp are the only company who I wanted to work with, especially for this podcast, as it focuses on self-esteem and having online therapy was like a really big part of my self-esteem journey. Um, and I am so happy to be able to offer listeners fifteen percent off BetterHelp therapy using the link www betterhelp.com forward slash the girl you need you get to have therapy at home on your mobile via a video which for me took a lot of the anxiety out of going to see a therapist and that is why I'm really really excited to be doing this collaboration so that's www.betterhelp.com forward slash the girl you need Hello, welcome to the podcast, Katie. Thank you so much for coming on. It's great to have you. Um, so today we are diving into happiness. So you're a happiness curator and you're going to help us and the listeners on the show talk about harmony between to-do lists and priorities, which I can't wait to hear about because I absolutely struggle with overwhelm. So when I was on your website regional about overwhelm I thought yes can't wait to learn from you um so thank you for coming on thank you for coming on at 6 a.m. um and tell us more about what you do
1: well thank you for having me it is just such a joy to be here i love your podcast and i love your message so i am just thrilled that you invited me to have a chat so um, like you mentioned, my name is Katie Jeffcoat. I live right outside of Washington DC right now, but I grew up in a town of 2006 people in the middle of a cornfield in Minnesota, which is basically in the middle of the United States, like North middle. So freezing cold and not a lot to do, which is crazy because now I live in Washington DC, which is like the total opposite of <laughs> where I grew up, but I knew even during those like formative adolescent years that that was not the place for me. I just didn't know how to get out yet. Right. Like how do you decide like, this isn't the place for you, but then move and you have to do- figure something out. Right. Yeah. So I decided I was going to be a lawyer because I was seven years old and I thought I was either going to be a lawyer or a doctor. And there was no way I wanted to be a doctor. And those were the only two things I thought could get me to the next spot. In my life that was not being in this tiny, small town, which is crazy to think that, you know, at that age that you'd have that like vision, but it was crystal clear. Mm -hmm. And so I spent the next decade on a very straight and narrow path right to law school and graduating law school and getting my first job in Washington, D.C., followed my uh, husband, well, boyfriend at the time, got married, had babies, all the things. Uh, so now I'm, now I'm here. And I don't practice law anymore. I now am uh, really diving into the space of being a happiness expert and curating happiness in a way that is distillable in bite-sized pieces, but also gives proof. Because I wasn't ready to leave that lawyer side of me behind. I wanted to yeah. prove it. I wanted to prove that the science and the woo-woo actually matched. And so that is really my zone of genius. That is where I live. That is what I love. I'm not a researcher. Uh, I use all of the amazing research out of all of the incredible institutions. Like I don't have a team, right? So that would be a disaster, but it's so fun and I love it and I get to share about it and it makes me happy. I get to show others how they can find a little bit of happiness in their day.
0: Yes I love that you can tell that you're really passionate about it as well it kind of like shines through which is amazing Um, but yeah I like the fact that you say about happiness isn't woo woo because I do think that a lot of when you like try and talk about things like about happiness and doing the things that fill your cup up you know some people do think that oh it's, it is all a little bit woo woo so I'm interested to know that there is that other side to it where it's not woo woo and there is a you talk about like happiness science um, and that there's a science to it. So could you like explain a little bit more about that? Sure, it's, you
1: know, I just really am obsessed with certain parts of the way that the happiness science works. I think it was just a little bit of my own like intuition, right, and In my own the way of being. Uh, but you know, what really happened if you think about it or when I kind of think back, I really started getting into this during COVID when I was just feeling, you know, in the early 2020, like I was doom scrolling social media and watching the news. I don't know um, how, how it was in the UK exactly, but here in the US, there was press conferences every day were mm-hmm. there was lots of anxiety around the unknowing. Mm-hmm. And after months of going down that rabbit hole, I started to feel just broken and terrible and didn't feel good about myself. I was binge watching Netflix. I was drinking more alcohol. I was doing all of the things that don't promote self-love and self-care and all of the amazing goodness that you talk about on your show, right? I was, I was doing that and I was like, something has to stop. And then I found myself just obsessed with happiness because you could control it. So that is why I'm so excited today. So yes, the control part is where I found some peace. And until I really understood the science, I thought that I would just either be happy or not be happy. And the circumstances would just present themselves. And that's how my day would go. But what the science actually says is that roughly happiness is 50% genetic. And then 25% circumstantial. So like what happens to you and 25% in your control. And I started getting super clear about that 25% that's in our control. And that is where I spend the bulk of my research
0: now. Okay. So 50% of happiness is genetic.
1: Yeah crazy I right I mean about that. could be 49 yeah. could be 51 yeah, yeah. like yeah we're all like humans we're all special snowflakes so it's not perfect but <laughs> generally snowflakes. speaking yeah
0: that's cute um, <laughs> I, I did not know that but that makes so much sense because like so on this on this podcast we talk about self-esteem and self-sabotage I so so I come from a place of like, like you say, you get you became obsessed with the happiness and the control. I kind of came obsessed with like self esteem and your inner critic. And I feel that self sabotage, you either have a really big resistance to looking after yourself, like you've got like a really big inner critic, or you've not. I wonder if that's because it's genetic, what you've just said, then it's genetic. Some of it is how you've got what your internal makeup is
1: yeah I mean I don't I don't study that you know spark that part of it so I don't know for sure but if we're just two girls having a conversation you know I would say that I I mean I would agree I think that there probably is because I so I have a very high happiness meter anyway like the glass is always half full the glass is always half full and it always has been my whole life even when bad things were happening yeah And I also do not have a strong self-saboteur. Like, I don't have a strong, like, I don't sabotage myself a lot. Like, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, you go, girl. Like, you got this. I have a lot of self-confidence. Now, I do want to talk about self-confidence because that comes in all different ways. Um, Yeah. But I don't want to get off track because then your listeners will think that this is like two squirrels with ADD. And that's not what we're trying to do here. uh but I do think that there's probably some science around that because the the saboteur well there's so many right but the the negative saboteur can really destroy a person's confidence and happiness and well-being right mm-hmm. well-being is such a broad uh umbrella mm-hmm. you know that you can really put a lot into and it's I mean, it really is fascinating.
0: Mm. Yeah, it is. I just wanted to pick up on that because I thought, wow, 50%. So the 25% that you can control, how do you control your happiness?
1: Yeah, well, you have to try. You have to work at it. It doesn't just happen to you, right? That's the circumstances. And um, I think part of it is being a little bit intentional. You You have to really, you have to really think about it. So a couple A couple things about happiness. Um, just want to get into some semantics for a minute. Yeah. Um, the ancient the ancient Greeks they call happiness joy that we feel while we're striving for our potential, the joy we feel when we're striving for our potential. This is also what Sean Acor, a happiness expert and author, um how he describes happiness joy we feel while striving for our potential that is fun right that is yeah. like yes that is yeah, inspiring I can to that yeah um so that that's one like cornerstone if we're like doing some building blocks here but then happiness the researchers will mostly all agree like if you take everyone from all the different institutions and all of the different places they will mostly agree that um, happiness is two prongs. So the first prong is this happiness emotion. It's what people think of when they think of happiness. It's you know the the joy, the uh, elatement, the contentment, the positive well being. It's you know all of those things combined with a good, meaningful, worthwhile you know existence. It's it's getting the perfect parking spot. It's getting an A on a test, right? It's that happiness. And then the second prong is what is, like if we're really digging in, right? We talked about the 25% you can control and then yeah. what is happiness. And now we're taking a slice out of that. And the second prong is satisfaction and purpose. And you need both of those to have fulfilled and to achieve well-rounded happiness. So if we're defining this for our audience, like everyone is on the same page. Yeah. Purpose is how you feel when you're doing the thing you love. Like what lights your hair on fire? How do you feel when you're doing the thing you love? This can be academic research, your work, your Building a business, doing your podcast. It can be being involved in the community, being a parent, so many things. Your purpose. And it can change, right? We can pivot. Purpose isn't forever. It's not for life. You're not born with purpose, right? You, you know, what What are you in flow? Like, how does that work? Yeah. And then satisfaction is very simple. It's what you have more than what you want so you want to appreciate what you have more than pining for what you want that's how you get satisfaction many of us myself included yeah we think that we'll be more satisfied happier even if we get what we want however that's just completely wrong the science doesn't um, support that at all. There is a scientific theory called hedonic adaptation. And it tells us that we are on this treadmill and we will always want more. That's just the way that our brains are wired, the way the human brain is wired, the way that we have evolved as humans. We will always want more. Satisfaction is elusive. It doesn't last with that mentality of running on the treadmill. You can't flip the coin and be on the other side. You can't Win the race and feel this, you know long-term satisfaction, because then you want to run another race, right? We yeah. see this a lot with like Olympians. Michael Phelps, who is a an American swimmer, one of the most decorated Olympians in America, he talks about this. He did everything, but he still wasn't satisfied. He found himself drinking too much, um, doing things that were hurtful to his body. Generally, just because this the satisfaction wears off, it's it's the way that our brains are wired. This hedonic yeah. adaptation—you can't help yourself. So it's basically impossible to get more to be happier. Yeah, the bigger house, the bigger car, wow. the nicer car, the the new car. Smell oh my god!
0: Off. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. How does that land? Like, wow! It's fascinating. Like, there's so much that you just said. Then that I thought, oh my god! You know first of all it's something that we can control then we have to be satisfied then it's about your purpose like everything that you just said I can relate to I feel like everybody needs to know that I wrote it down hedonic adaptation that we always want more that is literally it makes so much sense but I don't know if people know that that's how our brains are wired because something that I had part of my notes something that I wanted to kind of touch upon which links to this is that how how do we find our purpose some of the things you've just said then like find our purpose and be satisfied when we live in a society that contradicts that and almost kind of pushes for you need more all of the time you need to buy more stuff you need a better job you need more money you need to be prettier you need to do all of these things it's like it almost like goes against what you've just said and how we as this how you go against that like culture in society to do the things that you've just said to focus on is a big challenge
1: yeah it really is it really is and I feel like that's a little bit of why I'm so passionate and so excited about this work. Yeah. Because it is absolutely going against the grain. But I think what we're finding in society as we move out of the pandemic years and the trauma that mm-hmm. a lot of um a lot of people had experienced whether it was a like global trauma an individual trauma there's a lot going on over the last couple three years plus now Um, I think, I think that as a society, we're looking for glimmers of happiness and glimmers of hope. I think as a person, we're looking for that. We're just not sure where to find it. Yeah. And so we, we know, uh, through the science that the social connection is so important for happiness but we also know that what I like to say, birds of a feather flock together. So if you have five people and they're all complaining about something that's going to affect you, it's called behavioral contagion. You can't help it. It's just the way that our brains work, the way the neurons are wired. Mm -hmm. Uh, So how do we really seek out those positive influences and seek out the people that lift us up, right? That is the first step. Now, that's not easy Mm -hmm. because we have family, we have people we love, and they may not be on the same, uh, you know, looking at the bright side, finding the silver lining path that we're we're describing right now. But you'd be surprised how you can influence a conversation if you just don't engage in the negativity. Now, that's one side, right? The, mm-hmm. Your own personal social interaction. There's also media. So really just being conscious of what we consume, like what we look at, what we listen to, what we, you know, so look at like what we read, you know, like newspaper articles, scrolling social media, all that. What we watch, you know, and how we speak. I think that really, you know, the conversations we're in. I think that really, I think it matters. Uh, And so to your question, how do you kind of boost your happiness when in a way everything is against you or you feel like everything might be against you? Yeah. It obviously starts with you. We all know this. That's not a secret. Um, You have to actually put the work in. It doesn't just come to you. You know that. That's the science. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the, there's so many easy ways and I can go through like a happiness soup and just give you all the ways, which I'm happy to do. I just wrote a blog post on this, uh, in January, 2023. So I fresh in my mind, but, uh, kindness is one of the best ways to start. That's that social connection. If you Mm -hmm. can open the door for someone, say hello to someone, give someone a smile, you will feel better. And it, there's just a ripple effect that happens. Like you can't help yourself. You're not gonna like go kick your dog. You just feel better. There's just nothing. You can't. Yeah. You can't get around that. You get those, uh, you know, dopamine serotonin hits. Like that chemical is released. It's part of the, our DNA. Like that's just what happens. Mm-hmm. Um. But also, there's on a on a broader level. I believe. And I would invite your audience to think about this, that it's our responsibility as humans, as listeners, right. To find happiness whenever we can. And that does not decrease our compassion for what's happening in the world around us. Like just not how it works. Like it's Mm -hmm. not a pie and you only get so much it's, it's infinite. So There's a war in Ukraine, there's a global pandemic, there's global warming, there's hunger, there's trauma maybe within your smaller circle or in your town or in your family. None of that is decreased. You do not lose empathy and compassion for what's happening around you because you also choose to find happiness and choose to find that silver lining. You get to have both. That's just the way the universe works,
0: yeah, that's really interesting. I think you're right. I think the I do think social media, you know you you, you spoke about like you have to make the effort. You've got to do things yourself and um, to have that happiness. And I do think the you know, your environment, your information, you do have a choice sometimes because you the mobile phone, how often you spend your time on social media, is I believe is hugely detrimental to well how you think about yourself how you think about your life you naturally compare yourself to other people Mm -hmm. there's that like treadmill that you go on and you just you know if you become aware self-aware of your thoughts and you think how did I feel before I looked at Instagram compared to how I feel like after I looked at Instagram there's definitely a link to your happiness there Um, so I think you know that's definitely something that I can relate to, and I think that's closely linked. Um, and your connections as well, like what you said about your social surroundings and who you who you spend your time with. I, right? you know, not being around people links to depression. You know, uh-huh. it's one of the main causes of depression, loneliness. So being around people is really important. But then you've got to be around people that, like you say. I can't remember what the phrase that you said about flock feathers flocking together. Oh yeah, birds you know, of a feather flock contention. together. Yeah. Um, so I just think, yeah, a lot a lot of what you've said has made sense and it, who you're around is is so, so, so important.
1: Yeah, it really is. I mean, social connection is one of the cornerstones to happiness. Uh, it just is like we are you know, the humans have evolved, right? We're creatures of community. Community is in our DNA.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: from the very beginning, we can't help it. It's just what it is. It's just like full stop. It just is like, yeah. I don't know. I can't tell you how DNA works, but I can tell you that it's there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's really interesting. You know, if you, think back to evolution and the way that humans first started, you know, becoming, you know, what we are today, we were in tribes, we were in groups, right? We had fight or flight, we had people sleeping and someone standing guard. So the lion wouldn't eat the group when they were sleeping, right? Like, that's just, you know, how, how this worked. And so a lot of that hasn't changed like that, that DNA. So We didn't die from a lion eating us because someone stood guard. We had this fight or flight. So that part of our DNA Mm -hmm. has continued. Like we passed it on generationally for thousands of years, right? People that didn't have that part of their DNA there, they died thousands of years ago because lions ate them or whatever. Like that sounds terrible, but generally speaking. So all of this gets passed down. And of course we're social beings. Like, of course, like, of course, because that's just, that is the only strain of DNA that had survived. Yeah. So then how do we create the social loop that we enjoy, that we want to be around? And look, not everyone gets to pick all their people and it be perfect,
0: mm-hmm.
1: myself included. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if uh, you ask like, what do you do when you have like negativity and how do you work through that when you're trying to also be happy? One thing that I've done recently for myself, which I was not going to tell you, but I'm going to tell you anyway, because I feel like we're like a secret society right now. So (laughs) listen up. This is what I'm doing for myself right now. And it's working and helping. I have people in my life that I don't always agree with that also tend to be a little bit negative. And I tell myself, lead with love. I know it sounds simple, but it's so interesting the way that my body and my mind is reacting to this because I don't agree with them. You know, we talk about all the things that global warming, politics, like, I mean, you name it, right? I do not agree. And we are not going to agree. I'm not going to convince them to see my point of view. But what I can do, what I can control is to lead with love. If that's a relationship I'm not willing to let go of, then I can lead with love. Mm -hmm. And that has been a real game changer for me. And I've been doing it for probably nine months now. And I don't know. I don't even know how – I must have heard it on a podcast somewhere. Cause it certainly is not my idea. I'm sure of it. I'm sure somebody else has said this before, but it works and now I'm doing it. So I'm going to tell, tell you that that has yes. been really impactful.
0: I actually read that lead with love. I, I do that. I actually do that lead with love as well. So I'm sure I read it in, um, like a Rhonda Byrne book. I'm sure it was a Rhonda Byrne book, but anyway, um, and it does work. It does, because sometimes I'll be in a conversation with someone that I don't, they're, they're in my life and they have, they're very negative. And I just come from a place of, you know, they might be going through a difficult time. This is their opinion, respect their dis- opinion, you know, shower them with love. And then I feel, I don't feel like, you know, when your ego gets previously to, before I led with love, my ego would come up and then I'd be having these things that someone would say would get to me. Um, whereas when you lead with love, I feel as though you just kind of calm yourself down a little bit and you just become a little bit more neutral and you're not as triggered yeah. from what people say. Um. So yeah, I'm all for leading with love. Definitely. Yeah.
1: And I think you you're right. You're not as triggered and you just don't have the same investment to Yeah, change their mind or whatever, because those people, you know, they're attracted to people like us, like because we are not bringing them down. Yeah. So of course they're gonna have people like like you know we're gonna have that in our lives. It's just the way it is.
0: Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I wanted to talk about kindness, and you you briefly mentioned it before. Um, I'm interested to know what your thoughts are. So for you mentioned spreading kindness to others is part of immediate kind of happiness, like holding the door open for someone and things like that, which is great. Um, and I do agree that when you're kind to other people, it's easy to be happy. But do what are your thoughts on how do you need to be kind to yourself before you're kind to others? So the, where, I co- where I'm where i coming from with this is that like you could go to work or somebody could go to work and you would think they are the happiest bubbliest person they are everyone you know warms to them they're just full of life as soon as they go home they are miserable not happy not happy with their life at home doing self-sabotage behaviors like drinking alcohol and you know all, all things that aren't good for you but short term make you feel better like What are your thoughts on that? Do you need, in order for you to be truly kind to other people, do you need to start with yourself or does it start with other people and then it's yourself? Like, what do you think?
1: You know, that's so interesting. I hadn't really, hadn't really spent some time with my own thoughts on that specific question because the science around it is that if you are kind, it will boost your happiness. You can't help it. Those, you know, dopamine, serotonin, those chemicals, they just, they come out of your body. You can't control that. And you could boost, you will boost someone else's happiness because they're like, oh, wow, that's so nice. I mean, we see this all the time. Like we know how this feels, you know, you say thank you to, uh, you know, delivery man or delivery woman, or you, you know, you're opening a door for someone or, You're bringing someone some soup because they are under the weather, right? All these things. So I don't know that you have to necessarily be kind to yourself all the time in order for that kindness boost to happen. But I do wonder if you need to have you know cuz it's a pendulum right it's not perfect yeah. it's not it's not black and white so people can have moments of being kind to themselves and still do things that maybe are self sabotage right so i'm not sure that it has to be one or the other i don't know it feels it feels like you can have it all It feels like you can be kind. If you're, this is, I think this is the kicker. If you're doing it with intention and sincerity. Yeah. So if you're being kind to be kind, because you think you're supposed to, or you think this is what you have to do. It's kind of like gratitude, which we can go into, but for kindness, if you're doing it because you think you have to, it's not going to work. That's not how, that's not how this shakes out. Yeah. Right. You have to have sincerity, intention, authenticity. Yeah. I think if that is true, then a hundred percent you can yeah. Yeah. not be happy and kind all the time. Yeah, you can be kind and still like, you know, binge watch TV and eat, you know, Doritos all day long, which sounds amazing to me. Does, but of course, <laughs>
0: yes, it does. You know, but I think you've hit the nail on the head. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head. If it's sincere, then you are being. You can do both, but if you're doing it just because you think you supposed to then is it sincere and therefore you're deeply unhappy inside or you're unhappy inside that is yeah i'd agree yeah because you
1: won't get that same benefit now you may still give that benefit to someone else it may still boost their happiness right of course but you may not get that same boost the thing is with all of this stuff like you got to try what works for you Mm -hmm. you know like nothing is Perfect. It's not black and white. It's, you know, this is your, you know, five things. See what works for you. How does this work? What's your angle? Like, of course, it's not like I can't tell you exactly do these three things and you'll be happier. That's ridiculous. Like, nobody would believe me and I would be totally lying. Like, that's not how this works.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about gratitude.
1: Well, so I think gratitude is so interesting. Yeah, because I've always struggled with gratitude, if I'm going to be real with you. I love all the things, but the word gratitude, I couldn't quite figure it out. Because like, yes, I'm grateful for my house, but like I worked, excuse me, I worked really hard to Mm -hmm. make money to buy the house, right? So yes, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the job that allowed me to buy my house, right? All the things. But I couldn't, I couldn't get my head around that. And then I started to think about semantics. And I think this is so interesting. So I, I really think, and I'd love your thoughts on this. Just wait till I drop this one. I think <laughs> gratitude and appreciation are basically one and the same. They are, you know, gratitude and appreciation. We are grateful for, we are grateful because of, we appreciate for, we appreciate because of. I think it's easier to get your head around that. Get your head around appreciation versus gratitude. If you're having trouble, like getting there, what do you think about that?
0: Yeah. I mean, they are the same thing. I've never really thought about it before. I guess I, similar to you, struggle with gratitude and I read and see people talk about, write down three things that you're grateful for. For me to get that into a habit, I struggle with because I just think, like you say i'm you you've worked hard for this but to say you appreciate is it although it means the same thing it's like slightly different way to kind of digest it and say i really appreciate i say i appreciate lewis a lot my partner i'll say i appreciate i'm not grateful for him but i appreciate him you know it's yeah. it is a little bit different but they are the same thing
1: yeah yeah, yeah. i mean yeah, I'm grateful for my husband. I'm grateful. I'm appreciate my husband, right? I appreciate him less right now because he's in quarantine because he has COVID. But generally speaking, <laughs> not I still appreciate him. Uh, your listeners probably can't see my face if they're listening to this on the podcast, but I promise you, <laughs> I do appreciate my <laughs> husband exactly the same, whether he is sick or not, because that would actually um, be really terrible. So I would not do that, <laughs> <laughs> but we're just two girls hanging out at, you know, in the, in the morning, 6am. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Uh, but I think gratitude is so interesting. So people have said all the time, do a gratitude journal. It will make you happy. It'll make you help you appreciate things. You'll see the little things, gratitude, gratitude, gratitude journal. And I just, I think you can do it your own way. I'm not, I'm not a big gratitude journal person and I'm owning that. Yeah. But I think you could do you could you could think about gratitude in lots of ways, including think of two things that you're grateful for when you're brushing your teeth in the morning. Right. Yeah. Say something appreciative to yourself in the mirror. Yeah. Right? Like um, keep a note card, do a gratitude jar, send out thank you cards like sh- yeah. show your gratitude, take a gratitude walk and just appreciate everything that you see around you and like make mental note be intentional Mm -hmm. right it doesn't have to be I'm gonna write the same five things I'm grateful for every day like of course I'm grateful for the partner and the children and the you know having a place to live and having food on the table and drinking warm coffee of course yeah but and
0: yeah another thing as well I think is to say it could always be worse like it links to you know if you're having a really bad day sometimes I find it's the emotion and the mindset that you're in rather than the fact that you're actually having a bad day. So sometimes I could say to myself, it could be worse. And actually, you know, if I'm having a bad day in work, I could say it could be worse. I could be so-and-so. And And then I'll say, but actually to think about it, you know, it's just a bad meeting or it's just a bad day. My job isn't the, the end of the world. Whereas if you've got like a negative mindset, you might think, I'm having a bad day. That turns into, I hate my job. That rolls into, it's like a snowball effect. Like I don't like my life. Whereas if you've got that appreciation, like you say, or gratitude and you think, okay, I'm having a bad day, but actually my job is quite good. I do like my job. Usually it's just a, it's just a bad moment. That helps me to feel more grateful and always be in like the positive side rather than the snowball negative side.
1: Yeah. And this happen. too shall pass, right? This yeah. too shall pass. And we are always, especially women, we're going through seasons. We're pivoting, right? Like different seasons of your life, depending on different things happening. Maybe your work is really busy right now and that's a season, but that also ends, right? We can pivot. Yeah. What Sean Acor says, I mentioned him earlier. He also has a great quote in his book. Um, I think his book is called the happiness advantage, but he says that of long-term happiness is within how our brains process the world around us. And 10% is like external, like what's coming at us. So if 90% is how our brains process the world around us, that's where the magic is. Just like you were mentioning, Mm -hmm. you know, like, okay, how do we move through this? And look, we should have all of the emotions. Just because I live in happiness, right, doesn't mean that I don't feel trauma or I'm scared or I'm um, out of control or I have anxiety, right, or I have a bad mood or I'm overwhelmed. Of course, of course. You think I got into this because I was already, like, feeling high on the whatever? Of course not. Like, people that study this stuff are always thinking, like, how do we – You know, tweak it. Now, I happen to be on the, for doing a pendulum, I happen to be more on the happiness side already. It is just my DNA. Yeah. I was fascinated by it. And there's always ways to boost happiness. So I don't typically work with people that are sad because I'm not a licensed therapist, right? I don't have that professional background. I can't help them in the same way. But if you are just generally just like excited about how to make some tweaks and some happiness habits and to boost it, that's where you find me because I do like a three minute a day podcast on happiness. Like it's so simple and so fast. It's nuggets. It's habits. It's how do you you know maybe it's a story that lasts like four episodes, right? But yeah, that's where like I think where we sometimes forget. Yeah, it's these tiny habits that increase our happiness that give us the momentum mm-hmm. it's never like one thing in one day like that would be no. crazy of course that doesn't work cuz the next no. day you wake up
0: yeah i think the happiness the habits over time you know i i definitely resonate with that it's taken me personally about four well, well i started my journey on self esteem 4 years ago now and i'm in a much different place but you you're constantly adapting and you're always tweaking and where I am now as a person compared to where I was is so different but it's all these little tiny tweaks that I've made and they, all these little habits it's not like one big bang of you know do this this and this and then you'll be happy it's been a little bit of this a little bit of that you know do it do a bit of self-care do bit, the things that fill you up the things that make you feel happy things that make you of feel course. happy
1: of course. And then try to sprinkle in some purpose and satisfaction and you've got fulfilled happiness. You can't, you just can't help it. Yeah. So, and it doesn't have to be like in a job. Like you don't like, that's the thing. You don't find purpose and satisfaction in a job because no. that's not always the case for everyone. For some people it is, for some people it's not. So there's lots of ways that you can find purpose and satisfaction.
0: Yeah. If someone is struggling to find out their purpose, what advice would you kind of give to where to start to search for that?
1: You know, that is some big internal work, right? So I think sometimes it can be in, if you ever feel like you're in a flow state where if you're writing or you're, you know, riding a bike or where your mind just like, you just like lose track of time. Yeah like that flow state, you're probably finding some purpose. Yeah. It could be knitting socks for a new grandchild. I mean, it could be so many things. Yeah. Uh, But it can also be like things that it's not. So I think the thing that gets us and believe me, I have been down this road and I'm always thinking about this is that you can't, It's so hard to like decide what your purpose is, what your why is, how you want to, you know, spread your message to the world or how you want to show up. Right. I think that it's really some strong internal work and I can't tell you what that should be. Mm -hmm. Like I like that could be a two hour podcast on trying to dig out your purpose. <laughs> like, h- how would you yeah. ever like, who could, like, I, I would be so um inauthentic for me to say, oh, yes, here's my three step path to give you, to help you find your purpose.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because, well, like, th- it's so different for everyone.
0: Yeah. I think what you said about being in your flow state, that's how I would f- think about a purpose. Like, when you, I call it time travel like when you mm-hmm. time travel and you've put your head down so you say it is reading and then you look up and you've lost like three hours to me that's your that like flow state they're the things that light you up they're the things that fill you cup up and they're the things that could be your purpose and that make you happy so yeah, yeah. I'd say the same yeah
1: yeah it's just too hard like I'd love to say what lights your hair on fire because like I love to go after something that's lighting my hair on fire and it changes all the time, but I think it's so stinking much fun. And that is to me has a lot of the same aspects of purpose. Yeah. So I'm in a project or I'm, you know, could be, I mean, there's so many things, but when you're, it doesn't have to be, this is the thing. Maybe this will just distill it a little bit farther and let, Hopefully this is articulated clearly enough for your listeners, because I really um, hope that this message comes through. Purpose doesn't have to be one thing forever. Purpose, that's just not, we're not born that way. Like, that's just Mm -hmm. not how this works. It, It could be something for a very long time. Who knows? But purpose doesn't have to be one thing forever. So you can have purpose and have this flow state or whatever's lighting your hair on fire, right? In multiple things at different times. And that's totally fine. Right now, I have this very strong purpose to spread kindness and happiness because I feel like the world is a dumpster fire and we need more of this mojo. And I am so obsessed with it. It's so fun to talk about. Yeah. So I am in my purpose. Will this change? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting yeah and absolutely doesn't have to be the same thing I probably take a little bit from that as well like you don't have to be doing one thing forever and that's your purpose it can change yeah Yeah.
1: when my kids start having grandkids I may change my mind I may be like you know what yeah I'm just gonna play with those babies I don't know how I'm gonna feel but I'm not (laughs) I'm not closing that off and I'm not keeping it open I'm just being
0: yeah yeah being present yeah amazing yeah. well um you've been amazing this has been brilliant thank you so much for coming on at 6 a.m and you've got all this passion coming out as soon as you woke up It's just fantastic so thank you it's been such a good episode and i know that the people listening to it are going to be able to get so much from it um Where can people find you if they want to know any more after the episode?
1: Great. So my name is Katie Jeffcoat, J-E-F as in Frank, C-O-A-T, Katie Jeffcoat. I just wrote this really fun blog on happiness soup and how to create your own um, happiness. It's called uh, Why That List of Amazing Happiness Habits Doesn't Work for You and What You Need to Do Instead. So it's on my blog. It's in January of 2023. Go check it out. It's obviously free. It's fun. It's whatever. I do a little email every now and then and share all kinds of goodies that only my email list gets because I, like a lot of us, are trying to reduce the scroll on social media. So I'm really connecting with um, like-minded people on email and they're (laughs) replying and I'm replying back. So it's really fun. And I have a podcast. It's called Everyday Happiness, Finding Harmony and Bliss. You can listen to it everywhere you listen to podcasts. It's about all of this happiness science and so much more. And it's three minutes a day. So it's easy to binge. It's easy to listen to every day. Super simple. Or, you know, just hit me up on social and just look for my name. It's all great. Just anywhere you want any of this, I'm your girl. And if you don't, then, you know, we'll see you in a different time.
0: Yeah. Love it. I'll put the link to your blog post below in the, great. in the notes. Yeah. And then people can check it out. If you send it me, I'll put it in the, I'll put it in the link. I'm definitely going to check it out as well. It sounds like a really good um post article, post article. Yeah. So I'll check it out. But great. yeah, thank, thank you so
1: much. It's been great. It's been lovely to meet you as well. It's been great. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your day.